Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Lucky Land Casino. Asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello. Welcome to another episode of Audibly Addicted. I'm Kim Lorraine. I'm Mo. And today we have with us author Mickey Miller. Hey, everybody. Addicted, audibly addicted. And if you'd like to come along, we can talk about the dirty words in the audiobooks we've heard. Come on, let's go with Kim All right, so... Let's tell everyone the uh, love story of Mickey, Moe, and Kim. <laughs> <laughs> the long and story tale. Yes, yes. Uh, so we met at Love in Vegas just last weekend. Of course, um, we are going to get this episode out early because you've got a release coming up. So that's cool. Yes, very cool. And uh, we basically just kind of forced Mickey to hang out with us the entire weekend. Well, it was a good time. I mean, we, uh, Kim and I went to the Magic Mike show with some other authors. Yes, we did. <laughs> Fun. And then I knew we were going to be friends when I saw your tattoo. Uh-huh. Yeah. That was like a really special moment <laughs> for me. Yeah. Decide what to be and go be it. Because I, lo- I love the Abbott Brothers and I love that song. So I was like, oh, that's that's cool. Yeah. I was telling Mo, I was like, no one ever knows what that is from. <laughs> So it's really, I was super excited. Yeah, it was good. You guys are like super bonded. Now. We bonded. We bond. Well, look, I mean, we went to Magic Mike together. There's pr- really not much more bonded that you, than you can be. That is true. <laughs> After that, is true. that experience. So, which is a great show, by the way. Just expect that no matter where you might be seated, you might get humped into the floor. <laughs> there's really no safe place. Unless you know the safe word. Right, unless you're able to say the safe word, which is unicorn. <laughs> so. Which they didn't tell us until like halfway through the show. Right, by the way. yeah, it was halfway through. But that's, I think, you know, by that point, it was just the first few people in the front that were kind of yeah. getting danced on. And uh, once once they shared that, I was like, oh, oh, this is going to go beyond the first two rows. This <laughs> 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 is going to be a very different experience. Uh, so, interactive event. Yeah, it was um it was it was a special time that I'll never forget. <laughs> but yeah, we had a good time. And then uh, after that it was just we kind of took you captive and you didn't really fight back, so you didn't use your safe word. <laughs> yep, see. 
and we kind of fell in love with your voice because you so you do um readings for your reader group right like you yes do i do live readings which i enjoy doing um for my books my facebook group and i'll do live readings and in the first person guy and i'll do like i have kind of a girl voice i'll do it I'll, you know just have fun with it mm-hmm. um, and yeah i, I it's a fun uh it's a fun way to interact with fans i try to keep it you know just i just read the read the story that's mm-hmm. all i do mm-hmm. well you're good at it though you read for us we were out at the pool and that's you- right performed for us oh no we have to post our mickey miller photo shoot too (laughs) oh yes we do it's really great (laughs) so we're gonna do that we we did a little photo shoot of mickey reading his book for us so you guys will um yeah i thought i'd give you a preview of the five day fiance so you could get into it absolutely yes and then we have um a giveaway a five day fiance that we will do that you gave me. Yes. To give the away. Sign, first mm-hmm. edition signed copy. Mm-hmm. Yep. yep. I have it in my possession and I will go to the post office for you people. And that's wow. A, that's love. I know that I, that's a big, I know how much of a sacrifice that is. Yeah, trust me. I hate it so much. So I will do it. I will do it. I promise Mo will hound me until it's there. So, um, so let's talk a little bit about you and your background because i feel like there's just a whole lot to your story so how did you get into writing yeah i got into writing i didn't major in writing or anything like that um and but it mostly started after college i was in the peace corps and like any peace corps site i had a ton of downtime Mm -hmm. and was all by myself living in a you know like a garage size cabin essentially so i would just read a lot and then i when i got more bored i would write i started writing mm-hmm. and i wasn't really thinking about romance at the time i mean this is like almost 10 years ago now but i definitely would write sort of like romantic stories as romantic as i could at that age and um then i just kept like prodding away over the years um, and then I've like coincidentally, I mean, I read a lot and I definitely, I read a couple romance novels here and there and, um, kind of stuck, they stuck in my head. I've always kind of enjoyed those. And I kept wondering, I'm like, why are none of these from the guy's point of view? Like, why aren't there like romance novels for guys? Like I was thinking about that. Like mm-hmm. there's not, I couldn't, couldn't really find, uh, something like that. So it was just, just the thought that stuck in my head. And then, um, as I, when I got back to the United States, I was a high school teacher, among other things, translator. And then I um, was really trying to make this screenplay idea I had happen, which was actually like sort of romance for guy from a guy's point of view, but it was more of a screenplay. It wasn't a novel. And I worked at it for like two years and tried to make it happen, tried to like independently produce that screenplay. Mm-hmm. And that was just a total disaster. Um, <laughs> like, um, just It just turned into a dead end. So yeah. I had to think about something else to do. And then I was some, you know, I was at this writing meetup, like just trying to figure out what kind of stuff I could write. 
It's like totally lost though, to be honest. And this one woman was like, well, you just described that project you wrote. It sounds kind of like a romance novel. Have you ever thought about writing a romance novel? And I was like, not really. She's like, well, I would read a romance novel if you wrote it. Yeah. Yeah. (laughs) And I was like, huh, that's, that's interesting. And I've always, I mean, I've always just been very curious about like romantic relationships in general, how Mm -hmm. they start up, like how they get to the point of like love. Mm -hmm. And, um, I mean, it's a very, to me, that's like a very fun thing to explore. Yeah. And I don't know. It just seemed like something I like to do. And just so happens there's like an entire genre uh, built around that. And I was like, oh, this is pretty cool. And um, I, I went, there was a point that I went to the Romance Writers of America um, meetup in San Diego. It's like three years ago. And... I was still, I didn't really know what I was doing. And I was, you know, I was like, do guys even, can guys even write romance? Like, <laughs> like are we allowed? <laughs> yeah, seriously. I was seriously thinking about that. Like, you know, I get there to San Diego and all the bathrooms just have like. Right. They're just women. Like either women or, or you know, um, gender neutral. Yeah. There's no, there's no men's only bathrooms because there was only, basically only women at, women at this conference. Uh-huh. Um, yeah. And I was just like, huh. And I, I just had no idea about the whole thing. Um, but then I met some people there that were really nice to me. Mm-hmm. Um, I just kind of asked them what they thought. I was like, can I write stuff? Like, is that, you think that'd be okay? If I tried it and they're like, yeah, just publish it. Just publish it as a, yeah. as a guy, as you. And I was like. Yeah, like don't pretend you're a woman. <laughs> just No, no, that, that can, that can, that yeah. always gets sticky. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I don't like that. Well, I think it's super different too. Like when a when a man pretends to be a romance, like a female romance writer, a lot of the time the relationships that readers have with a with a writer who writes romance is way more intimate than you would have with a you know regular like a literary fiction author. Right. right? Like you wouldn't have that connection with them the way you'd feel like you have it with your uh, romance writer because I think we already write about things that are already very intimate. So knowing ahead of time that, yeah, you're a man, you know, it, it kind of changes what people might be interested yeah. in sharing. It makes mm-hmm. it a little more of a safe space for them when they know I'm not sharing intimate details of my life with, you know, someone who's not even telling me who they are really. Yeah. Yeah. And um, yeah. And that's, I mean, Personally, that's one of the reasons I love going to the conferences, uh, you know, the RWA and also just the, the reader conferences. Mm-hmm. As you get to meet people in, in person and really see, like, I mean, you can really get a sense for what people are really about yeah. and try to focus on that. Even though the online component at this point is like such a big part of being an author. Yeah, like, it really is. <laughs> like, it's like, I wish I didn't have to, you know, post on Facebook and Instagram sometimes, but it's mm-hmm. like, if you're a, if you're, you know, Danielle Steele, no, you don't have to post. Right. On Instagram. Right. Like, yeah. Everybody else needs to do yeah, it. Everyone else. We're all trying to, you know, kind of get our books read. Yeah. I want to stay visible. So, but yeah, I hope that was a satisfactory explanation. That was great. Yeah. I ask that question a lot. Yeah. I always try to answer it because I feel like it's a very fair question 
Um, and but it's like such a weird, uh, you know, series of coincidences mm-hmm. that just I, um, yeah, I, I don't really know why, but I why I ended up settling in, into romance. But at the end of the day, I really like it. It's mm-hmm. like like for me, it's like dream profession. Like couldn't be happier trying to delve into writing emotionally intelligent, uh, you know, alpha, quote unquote, men mm-hmm. love their women yeah. and like develop those storylines. Like it just makes me so happy to do so. Um, well, that, I, think I love that's great. You just said. I know. I'm like, oh, let's get a, a sound bite oh, of no. that one. <laughs> and as someone who, you know, loves male POV. Yeah. I do too. That is, you know, I'm here for all of that. Mm-hmm. I typically want more male POV in almost everything. And like for me with audiobooks, I want, I love the women who are narrating books. I love them. They are so talented. I love hearing them. But I always want more of the male POV, like always when I'm listening. So, yeah. Yeah. yeah audiobooks, I mean, I will admit, I listen to a lot of audiobooks. And I even admit, I love, I mean, I like the girls too. I do love listening to some guys. It's just like, I don't, I don't know what it is. Um, but yeah, I think, and I think the thing about that, what I really like about it is that you can, like <laughs> every people, a lot of people throw shade on the romance genre. I know yeah. it's like, like, oh, you just write those books or whatever. Mm-hmm. Sex and, books. You write the sex books. Yeah, the sex. <laughs> yep. And I'm, I mean, I I feel like I don't say these things, you know, because I'm a man or anything. It's just because I write in the genre. I also I get defensive of it, and I have a whole depending how um, you know feisty I'm feeling, mm-hmm. like a whole thing I say about that, which is that um, you like hey, it's it's so great to have just to kind of wrap your head around how relationships can unfold mm-hmm. and it's like i mean it's really beautiful and that it could be something special that lasts for a long time mm-hmm. i think that's what we all think i hope no one goes into a relationship thinking like yeah i'll probably get a divorce in like three years right right so, and people may feel like oh the happily ever afters though like that's not like real life well it's like yeah well but there's plenty of that in real life yeah our breaks yeah. It's great. It's like a positive, like to, in order to manifest something, it's that you want to visualize that. Yeah. Um, and so that's why I love, I love the stories and I read, like I read romance too. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, I just think it's, a, it's, it's like the original purpose of literature as it was intended. It's like you re- people read the stories mm-hmm. and then talk them and like kind of like create meanings about the stories in their own lives which absolutely i don't know i don't know if you could say that for like some literary books that come out mm-hmm. that are whatever you know highly reviewed on the new york times or something it's like they're so esoteric like no one can read them like i don't even like reading books you know sometimes like that it's like oh yeah i have a list of books i could not finish you know that like everyone was like they're so good it's the it's so wonderful and i was like yeah okay like but how much like a love story is there because and i've said this before and i will say it again i think for the 
majority, not everyone, but the majority, your greatest story is your love story, whatever that might end up being, whether it ends up tragic or whether it ends up to be your happy ever after. That's the story that people look back on and talk about. Like they tell their love story most of the yes. time, you know, so. Yes. Like you're the hero. I mean, I think we all are kind of the hero of our own mm-hmm. whole story, but specifically like love story and everyone has that. Yep. Um, and yeah, I just, I always find myself when I'm listening to interviews and, and, and this is how I know that I'm meant to be a romance author because I'll be listening to an interview with like, you know, not Jeff Bezos, but some, you know, someone like Jeff Bezos, uh-huh. you know, some CEO, millionaire, whatever, mm-hmm. talking about how they started their company from the ground up or whatever. And I'm like, they don't mention at all, like there's their significant other, no. like, yeah. or that's right. like, honor. Mm-hmm. I'm like, what? Yeah. I'm like, how are you related to your significant other? Like, to me, that's almost more, like, regardless of any great company you create, that's more of a legacy that you're leaving behind. Mm-hmm. And you know, if you have a family and things like that's going to be, that's really going to be your legacy. So, um, yeah, I just, I think about it. I'm like, why aren't people, why are more people talking about this? Like, mm-hmm. why are, I think, I mean, that's why I love how, you know, again, which is why I love the romance genre because yeah. people are talking about it. Yeah. I mean, I read romance more than I read any other genre. And I, I mean, oh, yeah. I love other genres too. Like I love a really good thriller where I can't figure out the twist. I love um, just a paranormal with no romance in it. But boy, do I wish there was romance in there. You know, like I, I love, <laughs> I read Kim Harrison. I love her books, but my favorite ones are where the romance subplot is strong because mm. the books are great. The story is great. But then when she adds in that little bit of romance, I'm like, yes. Take all my boxes. <laughs> so, yeah. Mm-hmm. Well, let's see. We have a whole list of questions that your reader group, Mickey's Misfits, P.S. If you want to join Mickey's group, you have to answer some questions <laughs> in his group, guys. Be prepared. But there's a whole list, just a giant list. So, I think we should go into that and ask some of these questions and kind of figure out. Lucky Land Casino, asking people, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? Lucky? In line at the deli, I guess? Aha, in my dentist's office. More than once, actually. Do I have to say? Yes, you do. In the car, before my kid's PTA meeting. Really? Yes. Excuse me, what's the weirdest place you've gotten lucky? I never win and tell. Well, there you have it. You can get lucky anywhere, playing at LuckyLandSlots.com. Play for free right now. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details. It is Ryan here, and I have a question for you. What do you do when you win? Like, are you a fist pumper? A woohooer, a hand clapper, a high fiver. I kind of like the high five, but if you want to hone in on those winning moves, check out Chumba Casino. At chumbacasino.com, choose from hundreds of social casino style games for your chance to redeem serious cash prizes. There are new game releases weekly, plus free daily bonuses. So don't wait. Start having the most fun ever at chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. DTW, void, were prohibited by law. See terms and conditions 18 plus. Because some of them are really interesting. Yeah, fire will. away. Okay. Um, I'm happy to uh, to answer. Okay. And, I mean, I'd say 
just about anything's on the table. All right. That's good. All right. Oh, here we go. Kelly Joe wants to know, which character of yours do you relate to the most? Oh, that's a good question. Um, that is a good one, right? Especially yeah. like as a guy. I love to hear this like from a guy's perspective. I mean, it's so interesting because um, I, man, to think, I'll, I'll think about this while I answer it, kind of. Um, but, like, A, I don't think a lot of emotions aren't, they totally aren't, like, they don't need to be specific to a man or woman. Like, mm-hmm. you know. You could be a man getting over a breakup, having a really hard time. You could be a woman getting over a breakup, have a hard time. You could, you know, be a woman and get friend zoned. You could be a man and get friend zoned. Um, so just to name a couple things. Um, right. And I, so I kind of, I mean, I put parts of myself into both male and female characters. I mean, and then I also will, you know, th- if, if I'm talking to a woman and she tells me like something that really resonated with her, I'll kind of note that for female characters. But um, yeah, as far as like a character that I relate to the most, (laughs) um, well, I was a, let's see, there's, there's so many though. Like there's just so many different lives. (laughs) Everyone has, and all of them have a little piece of Mickey. This is why I write witches. <laughs> so I'm like, <laughs> none. <laughs> and it's, I mean, it's just better. The stories are definitely better when I have lived a little piece of that life. Like, um, I mean, the the first, so very first book I wrote, Playing Dirty, which I'm still very proud of. Like, it, it definitely holds up um, looking back on it. And I, it's a, a baseball romance. And I mean, I played baseball in college. I've been a baseball fan for a long time. And before that book, I tried to write this book that was like, it just was really out there and had all these like double crossing prostitutes and FBI agents. And it's just really, it would got really far out there. I was trying to do too much. And then, then I kind of realized, I was like, why don't I just write a baseball romance? Like I love baseball and I know, I know a lot about it and you know, I could easily get a, a storyline going about that. So I did. And, um, I think that one has probably the, maybe the most of like, I just took stuff I knew and then put it into a book and in, in book in, you know, romance, fun romance writing form. I think we're all a little bit guilty of doing what you did, though. Like, you try to put way too much in. Yeah. You're just like, everything's happening. Everything. And then aliens. And then yeah. and, and there's a tsunami. And then, yeah. you know, and you're like, wow, hold on. And it's it's an art of, like, staying within the, you know, like, being creative within the lines of the book. Of, like, yeah. making it surprising enough, but not going, like, you know, Yes, and that was his, uh, you know, ex-girlfriend's, like, some, I don't know, I don't know what I'm going to say, but it's like, you just can go too far. And but then you not- go beyond the, the realm of, like, um, suspension of disbelief, and then you're like, oh, this, there's just no way. There's no way yeah. this would happen. I, like, my first book 
the whole concept of it is you really have to suspend your disbelief for this. But like it was the only reason I could justify it was because I read an article that actually inspired the concept. And so then I was like, okay, well I read this article. So if anyone ever comes to me and is like, that's bullshit, it could never happen. I'm like, but look, <laughs> but it, yeah. it did happen. But it's, it's really hard because you, and you want to add all the drama and you want to add all the things that you love. And then you realize, oh, but this, this isn't right for these people. And, and one of the best pieces of advice I ever got was from Frankie Love. And she said, you got to keep it simple. <laughs> like you, you don't, it doesn't have to be so complicated. And so now anytime I'm writing something and I get stuck, I'm like, am I keeping it simple? And yes, I'm keeping it as simple as I can for the story that I have to tell. So that's yes. hard. Yeah. That's, that's, well, getting on a tangent here, you should ask the one question, but I'm big on tangents, clearly. But uh, you are uh, fitting right in, buddy. That's, <laughs> that's well, one of the reasons I really friend. love uh, my book, Five Day Fiance, that's coming uh -huh. out next week, is because the, the uh, setup is like so simple, but like, kind of beautiful and mm -hmm. it's like basically they're um this girl wants to go on a destination or has to go on a destination wedding knowing that her ex is going to be there with his new fiance she's like oh god this is going to be horrible like they dated for a long time mm -hmm. and uh, so now she's going to be in it and uh i thought that was kind of beautiful because at a destination wedding if you've ever been it's like you're, you're literally trapped in a destination, <laughs> like in a resort, uh -huh. like the walls. It's like Hotel California. Yep. Like you just stay inside <laughs> there, and and everything's all inclusive when you stay inside the resort. So you want to stay inside there too, but so then to be trapped, like sort of with your demons mm -hmm. in that, mm -hmm. is kind of, is kind of a fun setup to me. So it's like she's trapped with her ex and the, the new girl and like her past symbolically mm -hmm. and brings in the new guy who is just there to disrupt things as her fake Beyonce. Yeah. And, um, but it's like simple, but the comedy is, it's like so much, it's natural. Yeah. Yeah. Well, it sort of reminds me of, um, what's it called? Uh, forgetting Sarah Marshall with the, the, like trying to escape you, but I'm trapped with you. Situation. Oh yeah, yeah. That's you know, and I love it so much. And and so when you were like my book Five Day Fiance, I was like sold. <laughs> like say no more. I love me a fake fiance so much. <laughs> that's a good one. It's a good one. It's a great trope, and it it hits all the right. because uh, we, we want that like forced proximity situation. We want the the drama of hating that person that wronged you but wanting to to show them that you're you know that you're doing just fine and then you are hopefully i haven't read it yet so hopefully accidentally falling in love <laughs> so with with the guy you you ask to be your fake fiance so yeah it's everything that i want yeah yeah um, let's let's see so that one is coming out on the 5th right of november yeah, yeah. november 5th in audio as well as uh, Kindle. And who are Wait, your narrators? There's did we, I said, our, did we discuss that it was coming out on audio? I don't know if we discussed that. I don't remember that. I don't know. 
I, it's, but I think a lot of tequila that weekend. This, it was this a busy, my mind. a lot of flooding. Yeah, your voice was mostly gone. But it's Joe Arden and Savannah Peach where they narrated it. So. <sighs> so excited. <laughs> is it, so is, is it up for pre-order? It is. Um, it's not up for pre-order okay. right now. Okay. It's, it's just going to go live as soon as I'm have it up and just waiting for it to go live. Basically. Okay, good. So you'll send us those links so we can post them, right? Yeah. Yes. Good. Because um, Joe Arden, I haven't listened to a Joe Arden in a long time, but I love Joe oh. Arden, and this sounds like perfect for him. So Yeah, he did a fantastic job. I mean, it's it's a rom-com, so they really brought it to life. Yeah. yeah. I mean, the, uh, the, I enjoy the, me some Joe Arden. Really mm-hmm. brought it to life. Mm-hmm. Oh, yay. Okay. That's so next week. That will be my birthday present to myself. <laughs> it's that audio, but when's your birthday again? Tomorrow. Tomorrow. Yep. Nice. Yeah. All fellow Scorpios. Uh huh. When's your birthday? 20th of November. Oh, okay. Yeah. Well, you're almost, you're like barely on the cusp, aren't you? Right. Uh, isn't it like the 20th? Yeah, I'm pretty close. The 20, 21st or 2nd or yeah, something. Yeah. Yeah. You're close. You're you're almost not a Scorpio. I am. I am definitely a Scorpio. <laughs> oh, spe- so I was this is way tangent. Here we go. Um, I was on Facebook as you do, and somebody posted a like, "What is your tarot card?" thing, and so I went through and did this dumb quiz about what my tarot card was, and I got death, and it was. I was like, "Oh shit," you know. <laughs> <laughs> but then I read the description of it and I was like, oh my God, that's really me. That's really cool. And then I thought about you and your tarot card reading that you gave us. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I don't know. People who don't know you, Mickey Miller does tarot card readings. I'm really into tarot cards. I'm really into, you know what actually was a turning point for me was when I started asking people about astrology, mm-hmm. like Facebook group. And it just got like the most interest of maybe any post I've ever done. Really? And oh. I was like, no, I was like, I haven't really put too much thought into astrology. Mm-hmm. If this many people are curious about it or like telling me about it, I'm like, I need to know more about this. Yeah. And again, I think I maybe that is sort of like, I don't know, a, a male stereotype too. It's like, oh, male, like super logical, like this and that. But I now am very much into tarot and mm-hmm. like energy kind mm-hmm. of like reading or just kind of trying to be aware of that stuff. And I really believe a lot more that, you know, I mean, there's just so many things we can't understand. So like why, why try to pretend there's like a totally logical order to things? Yeah. So. Uh, well, Mo and I were talking about how y- you are a unique man I think because you have this openness and willingness to like do different things and try different things and see things that maybe other guys would be like no I'm not I'm good like I don't need that like for instance going to Magic Mike you know that's not something that like I mean my husband would be like I'm good (laughs) no thanks 
but it's an experience that you can only get there. And it's such a cool experience. And I mean, they didn't mess with you. They, they were feeling it out and you were kind of like, I'm good. (laughs) One guy gave me a pound. He just saw me there and he was like, he did some girl in front of me. He's like, and by a pound, he doesn't mean pounding him into the ground. He means a fist bump. (laughs) (laughs) It was a fist bump. (laughs) Let's just make it real clear. Everybody. Yeah, good. I'm just looking out for you. <laughs> yeah. Oh no, that was Mike. You got a you got a fist bump from actual Mike. Oh. So you weren't paying that close attention. <laughs> was that? Yeah, yeah, that was that was Mike. Wow. Yeah. Well, I feel even better now. That's yeah. Great. See, the star of the show. But yeah, it was that was fun. But the th- the tarot thing was really cool, and I have a deck of tarot cards that I got in Salem. And I just never, I, I don't think I've even opened them because I was like, it's so daunting. Because when are, they're like 78 cards, right? Is that it? 78, 72? It depends like on the deck. I think mine is, mine is more. It's like okay. 100. Oh, okay. Um, but, um, but just to answer your question, or I don't know if there's a question there, but, but yeah, I don't really care. Like, I don't know. I, there is, I've, I've spent a lot of time, I mean, in different cultures and like, you know, in Paraguay, I was in the Peace Corps where like masculinity is so much about this like polarization. Mm-hmm. You're a he-man, you go out to the field and you do the work and you like, you're like sweating or whatever. I don't know. And, and um, you know, what, what's that, Mo? <laughs> I said sweating. Ew, no. <laughs> Mo doesn't, she doesn't like to break a sweat. <laughs> well, it's just like, I mean, we're, we're, um, I just am unafraid of appearing like feminine or whatever. Mm-hmm. I, I just don't, I just don't really care. Like I'm just, and um, it, it's uh, like my whole dad's side of the family are musicians. Mm-hmm. And I think I've always thought of a musician. I mean, that's like a very, it's like a sort of feminine, like you have to be in touch with your feminine side you to do. be a musician because it's a, it's a much more like, you're, I, don't, I don't know what the it's really sensitive and it's from the heart yeah. and like there's a lot of connection yeah. to your emotions my so my dad's a musician my husband's a musician I'm a musician we're all you know like mm-hmm. so I grew up with with music and meeting it's very interesting because you when I meet particularly men who are not musical at all it is a very different mindset because they may be sensitive, they may be, you know, tender or whatever, but uh, a musician is usually even more in tune and they're in tune to like the rhythm of a person, mm-hmm. not just, not just music. You know, it's like you, you can watch how people's emotions mm-hmm. kind of rise and fall and they're in this sort of cadence. And uh, so I don't know, I find that really interesting that you would, that you would say that. And I would never like from knowing you now, I would never categorize you as like not masculine either though. I would never be like saying that, you know, you don't fit into the, any kind of gender role either. It's very interesting. Mm. You're just, I feel like you are. It's an enigma. Yeah. An enigma. You're, you're just like, you have a, a sensitivity about you that, that I think as soon as someone meets you, they know like you're, you're just like a, a sensitive guy, which is, that's great. I am, I am a sensitive guy at heart. If you get, if you have managed to get me angry, that's uh-huh. like a, 
once in a decade thing. Okay, noted. I'll put that no. on my list. <laughs> well, bless him. All right, Mo, let's work on pissing off Mickey Miller. Not really. I don't want to do that. All right, pissing off Mickey, making Mo cry. This is Kim's bucket list. <laughs> this is my bucket list. <laughs> just, I just want to make you cry one time, Mo. <sighs> I, I will cry, actually. I, I cry sometimes when I'm writing. Uh, like if I'm writing a good scene in a book, yeah. I will get emotionally charged up, especially if I'm, you know, kind of like isolated and alone and like in the, in the, like feeling the energy of a book, uh-huh. I will hundred percent, you know, it's not like I, I don't start like crying for like minutes, but it's like, I get it like you know, a weep a little bit teary. Yeah. You, you get a bit. single man tear coming, yeah. down, coming down one cheek. <laughs> Well, I do that too, though. I get emotional and I I don't ever have, I, I think once or twice I've had tears like running down my face, but usually it's like I get that prickly feeling in my eyes and I know that it's like, for me, okay, that means it's going to affect people because for me it's it's getting me that little swell of emotion. But my writing is so whenever I can that I, I don't get enough time to really get super deep into a scene emotionally. I have to take myself away from my house if I want to do that because everyone is talking all the time. Everybody talks. Nobody stops. <laughs> Nobody stops. Yeah, the uh, eight-year-old yeah, eight is just like, let me tell you absolutely everything in the world right now. <laughs> <laughs> But so you do have a question with the Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at luckylandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Don't you love an extra $100 in your pocket? Have a TurboTax expert file your taxes for you by March 31st to get $100 back instantly. Because no matter what moves you made last year, TurboTax makes them count. That means getting $100 back and 100% accurate taxes only from Intuit TurboTax. Must file by 331. Credit only applicable to federal filing fees with TurboTax full service. Offer can be modified or terminated at any time. Question that you might want to, if you want to say no, that you don't want to answer this, you absolutely may say no. (laughs) But I feel like I have to ask it because you were just talking about getting emotional when you are writing. So um, Debbie asks, as a man, I'm just going to read this verbatim. Oh, I know a question. This is. Okay. <laughs> As a man writing a hot sex scene, do you, um, you know, get a little bit um, excited? <laughs> and she says she's 50 shades of purple now and she's blushing. And so I, I'm going to ask the question for her and then try not to also blush. I, yeah, I, I get, I mean, <clears throat> yes. Just yes. leave it at Yes. <laughs> I, and I think that's a question I get from people too. And they're like, does it, you know, do your scenes turn you on? And I'm like, yeah, sometimes, you know, yeah, <laughs> of course. Because I feel like this. if I'm a writer, when I'm rereading a book, it doesn't and turn I like me kind on, of then I didn't do it right. 
and I've forgotten the scene. I'm like, oh, who wrote this? Uh huh. Uh huh. Yeah. And yeah. And I don't know. Like, I feel like your characters by that point should be pretty much, you, you know, you're so connected to them that when you're writing those scenes, they have to be hot for you too. Otherwise, you're like, I'm kind of bored, you know? Like, sticks. and didn't you and I just had this conversation like yesterday, Kim? Yep. Right, you're reading a certain scene, and you were like, oh, I forgot I wrote that. Right? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. I, <laughs> I was rereading, um, I wrote this male, male, female uh, duet, and I haven't gotten the audio yet for the second book, but I was going through and like reading some of those scenes and sort of mentally preparing myself for having to proof that. And it, it was a, a male, male blowjob scene. And I was like, oh, my God, <laughs> what's, what's happening right now? And I sent Mo a message. I was like, I forgot about this. <laughs> I just sort of came across it and I was I had to stop and read it. And then I was like, sheesh. <laughs> so, yeah. Well done. Well done. Uh, you're welcome. <laughs> it's like, I think I must have blacked out. <laughs> like, I don't know what just happened. Yeah, it's. I think that people who say they don't get a little turned on by the scenes they write, uh, it's they must be robots. Because <laughs> I get I get emotional, you know, like when they do the first "I love you," and I get I get really like, oh, it's so sweet, it's so romantic, or the grand gesture, or when they break up. Well, that's always so sad. I just hate making my characters go like I have a love hate relationship with this because I love making my characters suffer and I hate it. And so I'm always like, okay, I'm going to break them up, but they need to get back together right away. And I'm <laughs> like, no, they don't <laughs> stop it. Not everyone can be happy all the time. So that's, yeah, <laughs> that's what I have to work on. You what? So they can if they have beer. If they have beer <laughs> like you, you're going to fall asleep and you're not going to be able to be here for the rest of this episode. Right. I'm awake. I'm ready. You're ready to go. Yeah. So did you want to read us an excerpt from Five Day Fiance? Yeah, let's read. How uh, how sexy should I read of a scene? As sexy as you want. It's you have an explicit you. tag, Look, honey. Do what we, you like. We'll just get it all out of the way. Cock, pussy, cunt. Okay, we've okay. said those. All right. We're good. Okay. Balls. Balls. Oh, balls. I forgot about balls. I oh, always forget about the balls. Asshole. I've told um, you always have to remember the balls. Take care of the balls. Damn. Uh, look, I take care of the balls just fine. Okay? <laughs> <clears throat> Poor Mickey. <laughs> I know. All right. So you can read what, yeah, whatever heat level All you right. want. Yeah, I'll read, I'll read something good. I was thinking okay. about if we read something. I don't want to uh, give it away too much. No. Right. I might giggle, though, just... So you know. All right. <clears throat> I got, got this. It. And it doesn't really give anything away. Because I mean, okay, they're fake fiancés. You know they're going to hook up at some point. Mm -hmm. So this is Jocko. I'll die. I'm doing it from the male POV. So. Okay. All right, yes. Jocko. I'll be honest. I'm not a cuddler. Don't like to cuddle. Never liked it. When I sleep, I like to spread out and take up the full bed. I'm a big guy with long limbs, and I like my sleep, especially. Which is why it was a big deal to get a suite with a double king bed, so Allie and I wouldn't have to touch while sleeping. But when I stir this morning, I pull Allie closer into me. I can't get close enough to her. 
I pull her naked body into me and she wiggles her ass just the slightest bit. So I'm unable to tell if she's awake or just stirring. And then it hits me. Allie Jenkins has turned me into a cuddler. I laugh because how many girls would be so pissed at this scene right now? I wonder why. Why do I feel so comfortable doing this with her? Her breath is light and sweet and patterned. My hand rests between her breasts and that's why I can feel her heartbeat. I can also feel it through my own chest, pressed up against her back. A light sounding moan escapes her throat. I wonder if she could be having a bad dream. I try to pull her tighter into me, but that's not possible. So I fall back into a light slumber to the rhythm of her heart. When I come to consciousness again, she's moving her ass back and forth against my hips. My cock is already hard, which explains the sex dream I wake up from. What a glorious day when the same girl you're having sex dreams about is actually in your bed. From the way she's breathing and moving, I know she's awake. My hand rolls gently down her side. and She emits a couple of loud breaths from her nostrils. My fingertips reach her clit and I feel she's almost as wet as she was last night. Almost. Morning you, she whispers, nuzzling her head back into me. Morning, I echo, and trace soft kisses down her neck. She giggles and takes hold of my hand on her clit. Follow me, she whispers. I promise you something. I think it's early enough for this still without either of us being seen. My curiosity is piqued. She leads me by the hand toward the door, opens it, and I follow her to the corner of our Juliet balcony. As if I wasn't already hard enough, watching her naked ass sway in front of me, slender curves of her neck that seem to illuminate the sunrise, not the other way around. The way her blonde hair blows gently in the wind turns me into an iron rod. It's almost awkward to walk with this thing. What did you promise me? I ask, because it's maybe not even 6 a.m. My brain is fried. And all I can think about is how badly I want her. She puts both of her hands on the railing, but doesn't turn to face me. I lean my chin down her shoulder. She says, I told you I wanted to fuck on the balcony. Don't you remember? My chest flutters with heat and I swallow. Holy shit. How could I forget about that? That's right, but wait, we're right next to. I glance in the direction of our neighbor's balcony, her ex. What if Mark... As soon as I say his name, I regret it. It just came out though, and it's too late to take it back. She rolls her eyes and spins her head back to meet mine for an awkward angle kiss. My hands are all over her, running down the front of her body, feeling her silky smooth flesh. They were out all night probably, they won't see us. Plus, you're supposed to be making me forget all about Mark in this trip, remember? Forget about who, I say with a smirk, ready to play her game now. Exactly, she grins. I have to admit the tabooness about this hookup makes it even hotter than it would be. On the other hand, I think that every time I get to be with Allie is the hottest of my life. But as she grabs onto the railing and juts her ass out just a little bit for me to take, I pause for a split second to drill this moment into my mind forever. The sun barely breaks the horizon from the east, just peeking out from the ocean. The few clouds it illuminates make a purple, orange, red shade, a unique mix of sky that will never happen again. Below, a few people move about, probably hotel workers at this point, because who wakes up this early when you're at a resort where drinks are included? But the charm jewel of the whole view is her, not just because her legs her legs and ass are boner-inducing hot, although they are, no sense in denying that. It's knowing how timid of a girl she usually seems to be. It's seeing her blossom out of her shell this week.
It's the fact that it's her and I'm the one she's blossoming for. She looks over her shoulder, biting her lip. Well, what are you waiting for? She grits out, her tone a combination of desperation and anger. I move closer to her and she's got to be on her tippy toes. I've got to bend my knees a little for this to work because of our height difference. Her hair splays down her back. and She moans as I slide inside her from behind. Oh, Jocko, she mutters. And I note that I still don't understand why she sometimes calls me by my full name. I hold her inside. I hold inside her for a moment and I whisper in her ear. I just wanted to admire you for a moment. I want to remember this. You really are a dirty girl, aren't you? Her lips turn up in a siren smile. For you, I am. I kiss the side of her neck and she turns back to look out on the world. It feels like our kingdom. We're the prince and princess in a fairy tale. Except this fairy tale is X-rated and a lot more sexually liberated. Wow. (laughs) Oh my goodness. Mo, did you stretch before this? Oh, armchair yoga is coming in handy. Wow. Right now. Oh, Mickey Miller. <laughs> that was good. That was really good. Thank you. Mm-hmm. I book. had to like stop looking at you. Because <laughs> I was like, <laughs> oh no, I can't, I can't look at him while he's reading this. Okay, so I'm I am already on team Mickey Miller needs to narrate books, but now Mo and I are both like, we're going to be heads of this or you're campaign. Aging now. Yeah. <laughs> We're going to start. Just so you know. Yeah. That was really good. That was, I have never heard an author read that well, ever. I I listen to a lot of audiobooks and Mm -hmm. I just try really hard. That's my. You did great. (laughs) Like your female voice was really good too. I was messaging Mo and I was like, shit. (laughs) (laughs) I I practice the female voice. I really do. I practice that. Yeah. Uh, well, thank you. I yeah, really that appreciate it. It was really good. And yeah, Five Day Fiance. I hope everyone goes and reads it yeah. because this is. It will now. Yep. <laughs> yep. Balcony sex. I mean, sold. Balcony sex. I mean, that was sort of a sexier thing, but like the thing I really like about this book, and it's like, and that sex scene, I think, brings it through a, a, a good amount, which mm-hmm. is why I read it. But it's like, it's like you can tell, like, I never want to write a sex scene that's just like, oh, wow, there's like, mechanical pnb right like unfortunately sometimes you know maybe guy authors might revert to mm-hmm. but it's like you really have to remember that you know this is special and like why the two characters are like special to each other mm-hmm. and they, like have that come through yeah in the sex and i believe that's true about sex in general too like why would you just want to have it with anyone right like it's not, it's, it's like you know it seems like this really cool thing, but it's not. And it it's can way be more- a transcendent experience. Yeah. You you're know? like, yeah. have that connection. Yeah. And that book, I mean, the book in general has like, that. it's part of the read. Like, I don't know how the characters came out like this exactly, but mm-hmm. they have such a great connection. It's like one of the first books I've read that I'm just like, God, I want to be these people. I really do. I remember you saying that at dinner. I've, I've written, I should say. Yeah. Uh, well, that's great. That's great. I'm so excited. I'm really, really excited to get that in my Audible library. I just finished The Substitute, and I really enjoyed that a lot. Thank you. And um, I wasn't sure at first when I was reading the premise because I was like, 
what? Why would an NFL player come be a substitute teacher? You know, like, why would he do that? He has all the money. And of course, you understand as you as you go along. But I really liked that one a lot. And with your teaching background, it makes a lot of sense now, too, why you would be so good at the classroom setting, all of those things. Oh, yeah. yeah. That, well, I'll, t- I'll reveal some interesting backstory for that one. It's never been revealed. Okay. It's an exclusive. Oh, this is, this is an audibly addicted exclusive, folks? Yep. Yeah. And, um, <laughs> which, yeah, that one, and that one, by the way, it's a, it's on Audible with mm-hmm. Sebastian Gabloom. So check it out, everybody. But the substitute, so one of the plot lines is Maddie, the teacher, is she gets relegated to like this classroom called the pit, mm-hmm. which is, like has no windows and is in this like old wing of the school. And, um, <clears throat> you know, the principal just seems to be making her life really hard. Mm-hmm. Everyone's like, oh, that like some people actually were like, well, I mean, it was a good story, Mickey, but like you would never have a teacher that gets relegated to the pit. And I'm like, I got relegated to the pit yeah. when I taught, high, I taught high school for a year. Mm-hmm. That was my exact classroom. So yeah, I kind of. It happens. <laughs> yeah, it happens. Um, so that is, that was a real life scenario. Oh, I'm so sorry. <laughs> yeah, but it's just like one of those, it's like, you know, you have, I think that's where the beauty of romance of like the books come in. It's mm-hmm. like, you have a challenging year. Yep. We all do. So you can write about it. To depict characters who are going through those challenges. I mean, no one wants to read a book where, you know, they fall in love on the first page. No. That's, that, there has to be some sort of problem. <laughs> yeah. Um, yeah, so. So you had to be in the pit. I'm really sorry that you had to be in the pit. That sucks. <laughs> I was yeah. a substitute teacher for a couple of years, and I had to be in all kinds of classrooms. And there was <laughs> one classroom that was a kindergarten classroom that the teacher had. Like, I, I like things to be pretty neat and tidy when I'm working because I feel like if I know where things are and I can see everything, then I'm organized and everything's good. Now, my house is... There are five of us, so it's a disaster all the time. And I just don't go into my children's rooms because they make me stressed out. Mm -hmm. Um, But this classroom was like uh, those trifold, you know, uh, poster things, right, that are the cardboard things. They were on every single table creating this sort of weird maze that were the different centers for the kindergartners to go play at. But you couldn't see anything or anyone because kindergartners are short. So this is my very first day ever substitute teaching. It is the day before spring break starts. And we also have an earthquake drill. Oh, just for <laughs> teaching on a day like that. Put it just all in there. Just keep them alive. I know. And I was like, I can't see you. I don't know how to keep you alive. <laughs> yeah, teaching, like, before spring break, Christmas, and Halloween yeah, is just, just impossible. Keep them, yeah, you just keep them alive. That's all you do. I know. My kids had no homework all week this week because of Halloween. Really? Yeah. Like, yeah. Yep. <laughs> and I was like, smart <laughs> teachers. Don't give them homework this week. Yeah, they're so. just. Ugh. Nope. Yeah. Yeah. So, well, we probably need to let you go because you are on a writing retreat and you have all the words to write. 
Yeah, we'll need more of those. Thanks. We, yeah, we need more words from you. <laughs> How do you as a man write great sex scenes and do you do it from the man's perspective? That's a question that was asked. But, I mean, you definitely write from the man's perspective because we just heard one. Yeah, definitely write from, I mean, I write from the girl, from female and male, uh, mm-hmm. male perspective. What's your favorite to write? Do you like to, because I love to write a sex scene from the man's point of view. <laughs> so. Um. It, it goes back and forth. I think the there's something about the female POV that's like kind of interesting for me to write. Cause I, it's like I get to have like an interesting mental exercise of like mm-hmm. really. This is where projects come to life. Our showrooms are designed to inspire with the latest products from top brands, curated in an inviting, hands-on environment, and a team of industry experts to support your project. We'll be there to make sure everything goes as planned, from product selection to delivery coordination. At Ferguson Bath, Kitchen, and Lighting Gallery, your project is our priority. See the latest designs from your favorite brands, including Brizo, at your local Ferguson showroom. Thinking about how sex is for a woman. And, um, but at the end of the day, I really do enjoy writing like, like the male POV. So it's selfishly, I guess. Well, because it's probably easier. Because <laughs> you're like, well, this is what I would do. Well, I feel like it's it's maybe easier in some senses, but it's also, I feel like in this genre, that's like one like advantage, I guess I have, mm-hmm. is that I am a man, so mm-hmm. I have experienced sex as a man. Yeah, yep. So I can write those parts from you know, experience yeah. Yeah. Um, as opposed to, you know, the, the female parts, which I've gotten good reviews on and I try really hard, but I feel like I have to put, I put like way more effort into those mm-hmm. to get it. Right. Oh, I have to ask all the questions all the time. Like, and when I'm writing a male POV sex scene, I'm like, okay, but what's going through your brain? <laughs> You know, like what, what are you thinking right now? You know? And then my husband's like, I'm just happy you're naked. Like, I don't, you know, I'm like, okay, but I need a little more (laughs) cause I can't really just write that. (laughs) But well, that's a question too. Like, do you talk to like women in your life to kind of get their viewpoint kind of as input when you are doing these things from the female POV? Oh, yes. Yes, definitely. And I'm open, like, and I mean, not only on a personal level, like, I ask about, or I do try to ask ask sex questions when it's appropriate. Mm -hmm. Always appropriate. But if I'm at, like, in a certain conversation, then yes. And then, um, you know, I have I'll also just ask just about general, like, I think in general, the way men and women, like the sort of problems that they, that they might approach are a little bit different. Yeah. Right. The way they approach those. Um, and so I think about, I ask, I think about that a lot, you know, and I ask women a lot. I have, I mean, both of my editors are female. Mm-hmm. So and that helps. You know, I'll catch everything. I mean, I'm, Pretty much all my ARC readers um, and like alpha readers, beta readers. So, uh, yeah, it's some. See, that's nice because you have the built in, the audience of women who can help you with that and give you 
kind of some, hey, this would like I would a woman would never do that, you know, whereas I like so female writers, we don't really have a lot of men who can critique that stuff for us. And and I happen to be lucky and one of my critique partners is a man and he's very good at being like men don't think like that, you know, (laughs) (laughs) they just don't. On the other hand, there's not as like just not a ton of men reading romance. That's so not true. Would be like, oh, it doesn't happen like that. You right, know? right. So, um, there's less there's less to be concerned about as far as accuracy there because it, the perspective isn't yeah. going to be questioned. Yeah, that's true. That's true. But oh, like I wrote, I wrote firefighters for a whole series. And I remember anytime somebody was like, I'm reading your book and my husband's a firefighter. I was like, Oh God. Yeah. Right. <laughs> I, exactly. I did it right. <laughs> That's why I write vampires now. <laughs> That's why no one's going to call you about like, my husband's a vampire. Nobody, yeah, you got this no, wrong. yeah. Nobody's going to call me out. <laughs> Well, I would love to just keep you all day. I feel like we have all now just fallen in love with Mickey Miller. Everyone is probably going to ask you to come back and be on the podcast again. So go ahead and pencil that in. But hopefully we get to see each other again at a signing soon-ish. Because that was fun. Yeah, it was a lot of fun. Thank you very much for having me. I've enjoyed it. And um, yeah, we'll do it again. Yeah, sometime. let's let's do it again. Do you have your tarot deck? Are you going to give us a tarot reading real quick? You like a tarot reading? I, like yeah, a tarot reading. Uh, I gave you, you a like- warning. I told you. I I thought you were joking. I was serious. <laughs> should always have them in your pocket, Mickey. Yeah. For those of you who don't know what Mickey Miller looks like, I'm going to describe you be, describe him for you because oh. I, that's what I'm seeing right now. He's got like a full and manly beard going on today and he's got sort of like the carelessly tousled hair thing happening and um he looks like all the dudes in your books all yeah you do you kind of look like all the guys in my books and uh he's got he's got a like a baseball tee where that he's wearing that says misfit the special misfit is my reader yeah his reader group is the misfits Oh, and it even has his name on the back. Yep. Special. So there you go, guys. Now you have my very detailed description of Mickey Miller. You would think I was a writer. Okay. Do do a quick one. Who wants to go first? Mo can go first. Okay. I guess Mo's going first. Mo's going first. I will draw a card for I cut it for you. Draw a card. And it is the King of Wands. King of Wands. I see. He's so, got... Looks like a card. It's like a... You want to describe it? Okay. Um, so there's this king guy. He's sitting in a throne outside. He's wearing a red robe. He's got long hair and a crown. And he is holding a sort of scepter, but it's on fire. Nice. And that's, that's what I can make out. Yes. There's like a little kingdom in the background. Mm-hmm. I'm not kidding. I want this to be like a monthly segment. Tarot with Mickey Miller. <laughs> down, I'm down. Yep. Let's do it. Mm-hmm. Um, okay. Those individuals who, in whom the spirit of the King of Wands expresses strongly are never content to be mere mortals. There must be a cause to espouse, a dragon to slay, a challenge to be met, 
an imperfection in the world which must be corrected. For the individual who has no inner acquaintance with the spirit of the King of Wands, such people are at best hypnotic and fascinating, and at worst pushy, irritating, power-driven, and dangerous. Yet, without this quality, there is no spirit of striving and no capability of improving the lot of oneself or others. For there is no focus and no confidence to turn the vision into reality. The King of Wands may be warm and exciting, but he is unquestionably selfish, and his essential selfishness seems to many to be reprehensible and bad. Yet, King Theseus is the embodiment of the truth here, for his vision is always that humanity might be more than it is. When the King of Wands appears in a spread, it is time for the individual to encounter that dimension of the personality which initiates new ideas and sells them to others, thereby generating change in one's own life and in the immediate environment. It is a spirit of leadership, the belief that one has a better idea which is worth promulgating and working to make manifest. This dimension of life may appear in the form of a fiery, impulsive individual entering one's sphere, someone who infects others with the power of his or her ideas. But if such a person enters one's life, it is not by chance, but rather an indication of one's own need for development. Wow, Mo, that was that was a heavy card. There's a lot going on there. So let's unpack. Wow. Does that sound sound accurate, Mo? Does that sound that sounds kind of like you? Kim knows me better than I do, though. Yeah, you're fiery. <laughs> you're fiery. Sage so got that part right. Yeah. Yeah, I thought. I thought it was interesting about kind of. Um, like seems selfish but and the selfishness seems to be bad but I mean there are times when you have to be selfish in mm -hmm. life and like work on your protect your own you know mm -hmm. projects or, or protect your own time and that yeah. kind of thing. that's true right hmm. All right. does that ring true I think so does it ring true for you, Mo? I mean, I guess sometimes I can see that. I mean, sometimes you just have to be like, bitch, please, I got to take care of this. Right. <laughs> you know, like you just have to. But then it's also talking about, you know, like, you know, leadership things. And I'm always mm -hmm. trying to like, you know, propel others forward as you well. Are. So You are. Well, you like, you take the reins and you keep things going. That's kind of my deal. Yeah, that's who you are. I'm like, get out of my way, bitches. I'm doing stuff. <laughs> All right, let's get the... I'll get the last card for Kim. Okay. Oh, wow. It's like a similar looking card. Kind of. Oh. oh, oh, it is. Oh, I got the Queen of Pentacles. Ah. Yeah, so she is sitting on her throne in sort of a... I don't know. It looks kind of like a copper-colored dress ish thing she is holding up a golden pentacle and some grapes i think and there's some animals in the background no castle back behind her well we can't all be rulers i'm sorry she rules the whole world <laughs> yes the pentacles okay and there's a couple of like cows behind her grazing mm -hmm. omophily the queen of pentacles is, is an image of feminine strength and sensuality which can enslave even an untamed brute like Heracles. In one sense, she represents the sensuality of the body itself, hence her name, 
but the Greeks believed that passion was centered in the navel, which is present in both men and women. This is not simply craving for physical satisfaction, but a primordial force which possesses both dignity and power. In serving Queen Omophel, Heracles passes through a kind of initiation. And we too, when we encounter the Queen of Pentacles within ourselves, must bow to the power of the instincts and acknowledge that even the highest mind and most rarefied spirituality exists in the body that is made of earth. Omophel is not, however, merely a sensualist. She is a ruler in her own right, prepared to be generous, but always pragmatic and protective of her own wealth and territory. Her purchase of the hero as a lover is made not because no other lovers are available, but because she wants the best. Thus, she may also be taken as an image of self-value because Omophel treats herself and her body as well as her country with care and lavish generosity. She possesses the endurance and stability of the earth itself. And although sensuality cannot alone, alone cannot fill life, Omophel is an image of great importance and value. When the queen of pentacles appears in a spread, it is time for the individual to learn about the full expression of his or her sensuality, the value of the body, and the importance of those pleasures that preserve and enrich life. The individual may also be called upon to learn to sustain and preserve material resources, holding conditions stable and secure husbanding money and energy. The queen of pentacles may enter one's life as a strong, sensual woman, self-sufficient and hardworking, yet generous and willing to indulge herself and others if it suits her purpose. But if such a woman enters one's life, it suggests that these qualities are trying to emerge from within oneself. All right. Well, I don't know what to do with that. <laughs> there we go. That's it. That's it. Okay. Well, thank you for that tarot reading. <laughs> That's cool. Always a pleasure. Always fun. Always yeah, I like tarot. I think it's really fun. So. That's awesome. All right. Well, we're going to say goodbye, but we'll probably talk to you in five minutes. So, <laughs> so I will um, put up a giveaway for Five Day Fiance, uh, which this episode will go live on your release day, hopefully, unless Tim still has the plague. And we will keep it open for what? What do you think, Mo? Like a, a week? I think two, it's too long. Too long? Maybe two days? Yeah, two or three days, two I think, days. usually, because that's, you know, okay. when it gets the most interest after that, everyone's kind of like, eh. Yeah. Okay. So we'll do two or three days. We'll keep right. it open. And then um, we will mail it off to you. It is already signed. And that'll be really fun. And I am excited to listen to it. And we will post all the links when it goes live. So just make sure you send those over to either me or Mo. I'll put it up. Yeah. All yes. right. Sounds Thank good. you. I'm on. Uh, I'm on. Instagram, Mickey Miller author, um, Facebook, MickeyMillerAuthor.com, same thing. And then all my books are on Amazon, most are in KU. Mm -hmm. And Audible. Yeah. And Audible. Yeah. Don't forget them. Yeah. Quite a few in Audible, six or so in Audible. So. Good. Awesome. All right. Well, we will talk to you later. Thank you for joining us. All right. Thank you so Thanks. much. All right. Okay. Bye, Mickey. Bye. Yay, that was fun. That was fun. I am a sensual queen. <laughs> I think I'm a little bit in love with him, not like in a creepy right? way. Right, I know. Like, yeah. He's just the sweetest, sensitive 
I just want to hug him. He's just like in touch. And he's, yeah, he's very in touch. And I love that. That's great. He's lovely. Yay. Okay. We got a, uh, we got a quick turnaround because it's also Shaney's day. Yahoo. It okay. is. We are busy today. Yeah. Everybody just wants to be our friend. Everybody loves us. Okay. So we are on Patreon. Patreon.com forward slash audibly addicted. If you are interested in supporting us on Patreon, we would super appreciate it. Um, our patrons get access to exclusive material. They get fun outtakes. They get whole uncut episodes, which someone just messaged me today and was like, oh my God, your Joel Frumkin uncut episode was wild and love. I loved it so much. <laughs> so, <laughs> okay. so I, I highly, highly recommend you join our Patreon. It is not a super expensive um, affair, so go there and also join our Facebook group, which is um, audibly addicted fangirl and boy central. We have a good time in there. Mo, do you want to tell them where to find us everywhere else? Sure. We are all over your social media feeds, Facebook, Instagram, Twitter at audibly addicted. We're fucking delightful. We are a fucking delight. That's my new favorite thing to say. Um, yeah. And then also please, please, Leave reviews. I know it's a pain in the ass, but every review we get is super helpful, just like it is for your authors that you love. Every review is helpful. So subscribe, review, and rate. And then also feel free to shout about the podcast anywhere and everywhere because we had people who came up to see Mo at Love in Vegas and get her autograph because they love the podcast. And so that was amazing. Like we had people who were like, I know your podcast. I love your podcast. So that was awesome. But also like do it on social media too. And sh you can share the episodes. You can share the link. Yeah. We will love you forever okay. if you do that. So we, we also love you forever no matter. So yeah. Okay. But you get extra love. Extra like, like love. Booby squishing hugs. Yes. Booby squishing hugs. I had so many booby squishing hugs in Vegas. It was fantastic. All right. <laughs> so we will talk again in about 10 minutes. <laughs> <laughs> so, I feel like yeah. we're just breaking from the huddle real fast. We are. We're breaking from, for me to go to the bathroom and then to maybe grab a, a hot tea because my throat is on fire in a bad way. You should yeah. You should do that. Okay. All right. But bye, Mo. I'll talk to you soon. Bye. Okay, bye.